Welcome to the Courage Checklist. I'm your host, Jennifer Chambers. Courage, we all want it. What are the things in our lives that we need courage to tackle? How do you find the guts to get the glory? How do you do the things you've always really wanted to do or be? You make the list, you check it off. It sounds simple, but actually doing the hard stuff, the soul deep stuff, it's not always easy. Find inspiration, ideas, and companions here who also keep trying no matter what. Let's talk about what's on our lists from giant dream to tiny wish. We share stories of triumph, struggle, joy, and yes, failure, but we keep going together. What's on your list? Hello, and welcome to the Courage Checklist. I'm your host, Jennifer Chambers, and today we're going to be discussing how to develop a plan for your goals. Many of us have aspirations and dreams, but without a solid plan of action, it's easy to get lost along the way. So let's dive in. I'd like to go over the 10 steps for achieving your goals first. Some of these are simpler than others, but it's helpful to have a detailed way to see goal setting as a whole so that we have the framework to talk about it. I'm referring in this show to your personal dreams and goals. I want you to have those in mind as we start. What are 10 steps to have courage and follow your dreams? Identify your dreams. The first step is identifying what you really dream for and desire. Take the time to reflect on what you really want in your life. To do this, first define your goals. Once you've identified these dreams, set specific goals that will help you achieve them. Break down these goals into small achievable steps. Next, develop a plan. Create a plan of action that outlines the steps you need to take to achieve these goals. But make sure it's realistic and achievable. After that, we start taking action towards the goals. This might involve taking small steps every day or making significant changes to your lifestyle. It kind of depends on you. Now, it's really important to stay focused and committed to these goals, even when you face obstacles or setbacks. And remember to be persistent. Persistence is the key to achieving your dreams. Keep pushing forward, even when you feel like giving up. And embrace the failures. Don't be afraid to fail. Failure is a natural part of the process and it can help you learn and grow. Surround yourself with supportive people. People who encourage you and support your dreams can only help you go farther while avoiding negative influences that might hold you back does more than you might think. And finally, remember to believe in yourself and your abilities and trust that you have what it takes to achieve these dreams. All right, let's get started with some exercises. Grab your notebook for this one. First, we're gonna try and identify those goals we talked about. What is it that you want to achieve? Write down these goals and make them specific. Make them measurable, make them achievable, make them relevant, and make them time bound. On my last show, we brainstormed these a little bit, but I want to introduce another method today to help you figure out your goals. This is known as the SMART framework. Once we have these goals defined, we can create the plan of action. 
As a refresher, here's an explanation of the SMART framework. I'll go over each step briefly, and there's a free worksheet at the link in my bio if you want to print it out. First, write the goal on the top of your paper. The S stands for specific. Write down what exactly you want to achieve. Who will be involved? What resources do you need to do this? M is for measurable. How will you measure your progress and know when you've achieved your goal? What are the key performance indicators? I think of this one, um, whenever we go to Disneyland, I always have to ramp up and make sure I'm walking a lot <laughs> because when you're at Disneyland, you walk for like 20 miles a day and I'm not used to walking that much. So that's an easy way to, I have a, a specific goal and I have measurable progress because I can walk X amounts of miles per day and know that I'm getting towards that goal. The A stands for achievable. Is your goal realistic? Is it achievable? Do you have the resources or the time or the ability to achieve it? What challenges might you face? R stands for relevant. Why is this goal important to you? How does it align with your values? Does it align with your passions? And does it align with your long-term plans? T stands for time-bound. What's your deadline for achieving this goal? When will you review those progresses and adjust your plan as needed? So now let's break down a little bit further each step of the SMART framework. With the S, your goal needs to be specifically and clearly defined. This means identifying exactly what you want to achieve and what things you need. The more specific it is, the easier it is to create a plan of action. M, make your goal measurable so you can track your progress. And A, think about your time and resources when you're setting this goal and making it achievable. Remember that you need to set a goal that is challenging, but also something you really realistically can do. And of course, R, the goal needs to be relevant and important. But as we go a little deeper, identify why this goal is important and how it aligns with those values and passions and plans. And remember with T, your deadline should be achievable too. This helps you stay on track and it helps you stay motivated. Um, and additionally, setting that timeline for reviewing your progress and adjusting your plan helps you go back and fix things or maybe give yourself some more time. It's really the part, it seems like it would be inflexible, but that the timeline helps you be more flexible because you can work within this framework. Now, for the next step, we're gonna break down this goal into smaller manageable tasks. This makes the progress feel less daunting and help you stay motivated. For example, if your goal is to run a marathon or like me, going to Disneyland, <laughs> break it down into smaller steps like researching training plans or buying running shoes, starting to run a couple miles a day. Or if you want to learn to cook a fancy meal, you gotta start by researching the ingredients. Make these things really small. It could be as small with the meal example as researching the recipes so that you familiarize yourself with what you need. Now, when we're assigning the timeline, 
when you set these timelines, it it really helps. Step two is assigning the timeline, of course. For me, I've, I've mentioned writing books with a timeline before on the show. When I outline my projects, I identify what needs to be done each week and each day to get my book done. It works so incredibly well for me. You can do the same thing very easily for whatever you're trying to achieve. Sometimes I work backwards, like if I know that I have a date that a book manuscript or a project needs to be done, then I work backwards and find out what has to be done each week. And the third way to actually get your goals done, your action plan, is prioritizing these tasks. Now that you know what you want and how long it's going to take you to get it, you need to decide which one needs to be done first. Some things are more urgent, some things require more time. But by prioritizing these things, you can make sure you're focusing on the most important things first. They do that with bill paying, right? The snowball effect. Now, when we're making this plan of action realistic and achievable, we really need to set realistic expectations and avoid overwhelming yourself. Really thinking about what you have time-wise and what you already know how to do when you create this plan for what you want to do. Now, when we're talking about the, the last step, when you're reviewing and adjusting your plan of action, life is unpredictable and it's okay to adjust. Uh, you know, it's always okay. When you regularly review your plan, it can help you stay motivated towards achieving your goals. Really, when you are making significant changes or if you're just setting a small goal, each little tiny step of action adds to that. So it's not so daunting. And then it helps you stay focused. It helps you deal with the setbacks. One of the reasons why I like having your your goals written down on my courage checklist is also so I can look back and see what I've already done when I'm feeling kind of despondent about doing something or not being able to get something done. Then I look back and I'm really energized by the things that I've already achieved and accomplished. So it makes me feel good and energized. Being persistent about meeting your goals and also embracing failure, as we talked about a little bit, are two sides to the same coin. Failure can be demoralizing, but having the faith in yourself to try again is what makes the difference. Lastly, we talked a little bit about surrounding yourself with supportive people. Even one voice can be the bolster you need. The most important part of trying for your goals is remembering to take care of yourself physically and mentally and having supportive people who can help you do that is helping yourself remember that you're important. You are important and it's important to remember that succeed or fail, you're learning and growing with each thing you try. And there you have it, a step-by-step blueprint for developing a plan of action for your goals. Remember, we've got to keep the plan realistic, prioritize the tasks, and review and adjust your plan as you need to. With this solid kind of plan of action, you can achieve any of your goals that you set your mind to. Remember, there is a downloadable worksheet at my website, jenniferbyerschambers.com, or at the Instagram account for the Courage Checklist, which is at the Courage Checklist on Instagram. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Courage Checklist as always. Don't forget, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever you listen to. That really helps the show. And as always, stay courageous. All right, guys, I haven't done book recommendations for a couple weeks, so I'll let you know what I'm thinking about right now. I've been on a real Anne Lamott kick. When things kind of feel a little bit hopeless out there in the world, kind of like it does sometimes, (laughs) I like to read Anne Lamott because she makes me feel like everything is right. She's kind of like a warm blanket and a cup of tea kind of book. It's not always beautiful, but it's always real. And I recommend firstly, the book Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott. I also like the book Traveling Mercies. There's a really great book called Help, Thanks, Wow. The Three Essential Prayers by Anne Lamott. And there's another really great one called Almost Everything, Notes on Hope. If you're looking for something that both uplifts you and make you think, I would recommend any of Anne Lamott's books. Sometimes we have to start over. Sometimes we have to fight back. Sometimes it's all too much. Lost inside the black. Our stories are brilliant